the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jesus is returning. That we know. So how do we live out our lives on this planet? Trying to get everything in that we want to get in? Or do we live wisely before the coming of Christ? You know, I find it amazing that there are people who go to church calling themselves Christians who actually believe that their goal is to live out the party life and get in everything they want to get in on this planet because they know it's not going to be in heaven. What kind of life is that? What kind of wisdom is that? Welcome to Truth For Today from Valley Bible Church in Hercules. Pastor Phil Howard takes us back to our series, Awaiting His Return. And today, the message is called, How to Live Wisely Before the Coming of Christ, rather than foolishly, as so many want to do. Here's Pastor Phil with today's program. Let's pick up Ephesians 5.15. I want to deal with how to live wisely until Jesus comes. Uh, First week, we dealt with Matthew 24 through 25. Last week, how to live in marriage until he comes. And I just want to do um, a little bit of wrapping up, kind of kick off the year for you. And today will be many subjects and we'll be moving quick. Be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise. Making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. This must have been written 2010. No, this was about 50 A.D. The times have always been evil. They just get worse. Therefore, do not be foolish. Don't be a moron. But understand what the Lord's will is. Now, here's the Lord's will specifically. Stop getting drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead... Be continually. The filled gives a misleading connotation. Some people say, I was filled with the Spirit 20 years ago, and that was the last time they were filled. This is a continuous tense. Instead, be getting yourself under the controlling influence of the Spirit. How will we know it? You'll be speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Sing and make music in your heart to the Lord. Always give me thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Turn with me now because I'm going to expand on living wisely and living like a fool. And I'm going to take it out of the wisdom literature, Proverbs 1. Turn there, if you will. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. For attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair, 
for giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. For the wise listen and add to their learning. And let the discerning get guidance. For understanding proverbs and parables, the sayings and riddles of the wise. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. But fools despise wisdom and discipline. And the word discipline, training, divine insight and training. I just give you a brief introduction to the fool of Proverbs, several kinds. Have you ever met a fool? Have you ever met one in the mirror? We've all been foolish at times. Uh, Several words, just to give you a a handle. Uh, The the Hebrew word uh, for simple is pati. And it means uh, easily deceived, gullible, open to everything. Everything sounds good. Easily led astray, sometimes silly. They're mentally naive. They're set up to be a sap. Because they're, they're easily sold a bill of goods. And he talks about the simpleton. He goes on and he talks about several fools. One is Casil, the other is Evil. E-W-I-L. And Eveleth comes from it. Uh, and the fool in Proverbs doesn't lack IQ. What he lacks is he's sluggish and stupid about divine things. He, he just uh, sluggish. He has no ear to learn the divine perspective on life. And so he's not a guy that you would say uh, uh, didn't pass all the exams and was a straight. You can be a straight A student and still be a fool from the divine viewpoint because you don't have an ear for divine perspective, how to live life. Uh, the idea comes out, they're hard-headed. Uh, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Have you ever heard that? You ain't telling me what to do. Well, who's going to teach you? Experience. I want to find out for myself. There's some things you don't want to find out for yourself. You don't want to drink the poison to find out it kills. We say if you step off the Golden Gate Bridge, it's reported it kills you. I want to find out for myself. Uh, you shouldn't make these choices. Well, you're just old fogey. You don't know what you're, you're too old to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to find out for myself. Well, please make funeral arrangements because you can't live through all the experiments. This is the fool in Proverbs and in our day. Uh, morally insolent, break all the rules, uh, thick headed, stubborn. It's amazing how hard it is to teach a child. Because you're usually handed a fool at birth. And some never get over it, some do. Uh, And what it takes to teach us. I never forget when my brother wanted to be a Boy Scout, and my dad was a rigger, and uh, they had to tie all the knots to pass the test to go up, you know, sheep shank and and the bowling and, and all these. And my dad had a little... 
uh, piece of wood there that he made all these knots to help Paul get them. And he just, he went over this and went over with Paul about two or three times. And then, please do the bowling. And the rabbit went around the tree and went back, went up to the hole. And boom. You know, I mean, you know that. Boom. There's the bowling. And Paul, did he get it? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. My dad, being old-fashioned, took off his belt, laid it down. One more time. <laughs> I'm going to see if you learn how to tie a bowling. He got it immediately. <laughs> Just picked up. And that's why life is so full of discipline, pain, because God's dealing with stubborn people by nature. Now, I want to deal with how to live wisely in this world. And uh, I want to deal with it this way. Uh, I want to see that the wise man lives out of a paradigm that he fears the Lord. Two, he is a man who chooses to trust God more than he trusts anything else. More than his heart, more than his peers, more than anything else. And three, I just want to touch six areas where you need to make wise choices. And read the book of Proverbs and you'll pick them up. Six choices. You're going to be making choices the rest of this year about sin. About moral purity. About speech. About money. About self-control. About how you're going to spend this year. Will you spend it wisely or like a fool? Let's, first of all, see the theme of the book. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord in the Hebrew wisdom literature is a catch-all phrase. Walter Kaiser does an incredible study. It is a synonym for worship the Lord, uh, serve the Lord, obey the Lord, uh, uh, love the Lord. It's a catch-all. It doesn't mean just shake. It's not that. No, that when God is in the reverential place in your life, and when he's in the framework of all your life and your decision-making and your doing, that he's the first one you consult because the fear of the Lord guides me and gives me the skill I need for living life. I always check in with him. He's the center point. I'm not an idolater. And an idolater, we think idolatry, if you're looking for something carved, idolatry doesn't start with a carved image. It starts with our heart. And whatever your heart loves, whatever your heart trusts in, and whatever your heart's willing to obey, that's your God. Whether it's carved in wood, metal, it could be a person. I'm trusting this person more than any other. I, I live for this more than that could be your idol. But the wise man of Scripture is a man that at the core of his being, God is the ultimate respect, the ultimate one he consults. The fear of the Lord helps him make all these other decisions. That's his prejudice. That's his outlook. That's the paradigm for his life. He's not just a rabbit's foot for when he's in trouble or attack on God. I fear, I reverence, I respect, 
I love, I serve, I obey the Lord. And he uses the word Yahweh, the God of the covenant people. I'm in the covenant people. And I'm going to revere this God for all the choices I make in my life. The fear of the Lord will guide me. The Bible says that fools reject the fear of the Lord. As one seven says, when you read Romans 1, the Gentiles in their folly reject God. And he says they became moronic in their thinking. God gave them up to empty heads, foolish decisions, because they threw off the consultant God. I don't want him in my affairs to be telling me how to live. And so he gives them up to live the way of their choices. And folly leads to ruin. Another Great, great core passage is chapter 3 of Proverbs. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Oh my, have you seen any of these folks? I mean, by the time you're through talking with them, we've got to rewrite Encyclopedia Britannica. They know everything. And their lives are in shambles. Fear the Lord. And what's the proof of that? Shun evil. This will bring health, nourishment to your body. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruit of your crops. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing. And your vats will brim over with new wine. I just want to say this. You're trusting in somebody. Who are you trusting and relying upon the most? And there are some very deceptive objects of trust. Chapter 1, the young man trusts what his peers want to do. They say, let's waylay a guy. Let's rob him. Let's beat him up. And you just fall in with them and fall into all kinds of trouble. Uh, One of the fool's problems in Proverbs is that he trusts in his own heart. And Jeremiah said, your heart is a sick mechanism. The heart is the Hebrew, not for the pump, but for the center, like the heart of the ocean. The core of your being is where you think, you choose, and you feel. That's the core of your being. And if you trust in your heart, others, I can sell nothing but my heart, it would be like saying you're leaning on your own understanding. I trust my heart more than anyone else. And God keeps telling his people, you cannot trust your heart. It's a deceptive mechanism. Now, when the heart is filled with God and controlled by his word, it will instruct you to do the right. But when you're not, when you choose it over God, it can be a deceptive mechanism. It's full of uh, evil thoughts, vain imaginations, negative emotions, a negative outlook. God told uh, the story in Numbers 15 of a young Jewish boy in the wilderness march. He got out there, and it got a little cold in the wilderness. It's very cold in a desert. And uh, he decided he would gather some sticks to build a fire. One problem. 
It was the Sabbath. And he's told not to do any work on the Sabbath. Don't collect the sticks. Wait, wait, don't do it. Well, young, don't know what age he was. He went ahead and did it. Got the sticks. That can't be too bad, can it? Come on. He's getting sticks. They need heat. And he does it. It comes to the attention of Moses. And God says to Moses, get the men of Israel and stone him. What? For gathering sticks? Here's the bigger principle. Not just for gathering sticks, but following his heart above my commandment. He was a situation ethics guy. When you're cold, it must be all right to gather sticks. What's a little stick gathering? God just said, don't worry. It didn't matter. They stoned him. And then Moses told all of Israel, change your dress code and put blue ribbon at the bottom of your garments. And when you go around right here in the robes, and when you see that blue ribbon, just remind yourself, obey God, don't follow your heart. If you had to fill out a card this morning, and we put on that card in 2010... I will obey everything God tells me to do, whether I like it or not. Would you say yes? I will obey everything God tells me to do this year, whether I like it or not. It's scary. Uh, Two, I will give thanks to God no matter what he brings into my life this year. It's a little bit scary when you don't know. Whatever you show me, Lord, I'll do. Whatever comes into my life, I'll acknowledge you. I'll worship you even as Job. You see, what is the core trust of your life? Have you known God long enough to trust him? And I I see things like this. The psalmist says, at times my soul is cast down. At times my soul loses hope. I'm in a funk. I'm blue. I'm discouraged. I'm depressed. Uh, uh, The moods aren't right. The chemistry's not right. Uh, And I'm losing hope in God. And yet the psalmist talks to himself and he says, I will trust in him. I will hope in this God, even though I'm downcast. Psalms 41, 42, though I'm downcast, though I'm depressed, the ultimate source of my meaning and purpose and my true definition of me will be I will hope in God that God is doing something in me, even if I don't like the process. Who said we have to like it? We just got to trust him. I just read today, this morning, I I read um, Genesis 39. I'm going through Genesis, all of us in our Bible reading. I mean, Joseph gets thrown in jail over a crooked plot to get him in bed. And I thought, come on, God. If the young Hebrew boy decides decides to be moral, how about a promotion, not a prison term? How could you be in sending a man to prison 
when a woman is framing him. I know pastors who've been framed by an evil woman. This is Joseph. Why is this in the Bible? And I just, as I was talking and arguing with God, I just hear him just say, calm down, read the whole story. <laughs> this is just a chapter. You know, you've read it before. I know, but it makes me mad. Why, why didn't you kill her? I strike you dead in Jesus' name. I like that. <laughs> You're messing with me. Woo! But he said, I'm going to jail. For what? For a lie? God's children can't wind up in jail because someone lied about them. You're kidding. You're kidding. You would act stupid if you said that. You don't ever suffer if you do it God's way. Who are you kidding? Most of our early preachers were martyred. I'm in a dangerous vocation. Have you studied the funerals of prophets and preachers? The greatest prophet that ever lived had his head chopped off, John the Baptist. The greatest preacher of the New Testament era to me is Paul. How did it end, Paul? Decapitated. Serve God and you'll drive a brand new car and you'll always just have great times. Oh, my dear man, you haven't read it all. What will you trust when your world's caving in? I think of David when the men lost all their wives and their goods at Ziglag in 1 Samuel 30. And when, you don't, when you're having great loss, the easiest thing to do is to blame somebody. And they thought the best one to blame would be David. And the men rose up to kill him. And it says, David says, because there was no one to encourage him, he encouraged himself in the Lord. Could you do that? Do you trust God enough in his word that if nobody does anything but accuses you, could you encourage yourself to keep trusting him? He knows what he's doing with you. The plan's not out of, out of control. Well, who will you fear in life for this year? Who will you trust with the rest of your life? And then, if God is your fear, and if God is the object of your trust, let me name the areas that Proverbs, just, I pick up six, there's many, but let's look at some areas. You ought to exercise it. Number one, uh, will you be a fool or a wise man when it comes to sin this year? How much sin do you plan to do this year? Have you checked out your list? How much sin? Uh, You'll do all the sin you want this year, you know. Sin is never accidental. Sin is always intentional. Don't ever pray this way. Lord, if I've sinned today, oh, give me a break. You know when you sin. The old song was, and Lord, forgive. If I've run over anybody's foot today and I didn't know it. If I cussed out anyone today and I didn't know it, if I was spiteful, I ruined uh, my marriage relationship when I taught Carolyn the confession of sin meant to name it. Because I used to so often say, honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And that was good until I taught her. And I taught her homilagale. If we confess our sin means if we name it, 
So the next time I did something off kilter and I said, honey, I'm sorry. She just come back. Hummelagale. Name it. I want to relish you admitting it. Go say it. I don't want to name it. Just forgive. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's you. You're sorry. You're only coming back because you're grieved and the Spirit's grieving you and you're all. But name what you did to me. Name it. I don't hear you. You said it means to confess it. Sin is never accidental. And whether you know it or not, sin is crouching at the door of every life and it wants to devour you like a lion. And with that, we come to the end of our time together here on Truth For Today, the ministry of Valley Bible Church here in Hercules with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Phil Howard. As we close out our program today, we would invite you to contact us. Let us know how the broadcast has encouraged you, has ministered to your walk and relationship with Christ. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can contact us. By phone, obviously the easiest, 855-833-833. 9864. Again, simply call 855-833-9864. You can also write to us at 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue, Suite 278, Hercules, California. 94547 is the zip code. Now, the easiest way to get in touch with us would be through our website, truthfortodayradio.org. Now, as you stop by, you'll be able to drop us an email, but then take advantage of the many resource materials we have available, again, there at truthfortodayradio.org. You'll also be able to find out more about Valley Bible Church here in Hercules, who we are, what we believe, worship times, directions, and the like. Again, truthfortodayradio.org, or again, simply call 855-833-9864. Would you also bear in mind this radio broadcast is available through listener support. As you link arms with us financially, we are able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. So please consider that as you contact us. And then come back and join us next time for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.